0: Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields Mindfulness Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives to take family and life to a new level of awakening. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course. And I'm the mom of two girls ages six and nine. So welcome to the podcast today. I'm so happy you're here. This is a very special episode. This is our a second official episode since we changed over to the name Mindful Mama podcast. Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over. You're losing it and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent. You don't have a cohesive method and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In mindful parenting, you can learn how to stay calm even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. And um, this is a special episode where I'm going to be having on my monthly guest, my dear friend, Carla Nomberg. So, Carla,
1: can, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a clinical social worker and a writer. Um I've written two books. The first one was called Parenting in the Present Moment: How to Stay Focused on What Really Matters. The second book is called Ready, Set, Breathe: Practicing Mindfulness with Your Children for Fewer Meltdowns and a More Peaceful Family. Um, I also write the Mindful Parenting blog over at Psych Central, and I have a private practice where I work with parents. Um, I live just outside of Boston with my two daughters, ages six and eight, and we have a brand new and completely insane kitten who keeps us very entertained. Oh my God. How old is your kitten, Carla? She's about five months old, and she has so much energy, and she sprints around the house and (laughs) suddenly is like eating my hair out of the blue so if I if I shriek (laughs) in the middle of the podcast it's because the cat has attacked me but she's asleep right now so I think we're okay
0: that's so awesome we got we got kittens this year like uh in the spring we got two kittens a boy and a girl sister and it's really cute because the um boy boots he like licks and grooms his sister all the time
1: it's so sweet oh my god so cute I love that
0: I know. I feel like having kittens is like, uh, it just, if you know, as long as you have no allergies or whatever, God, what a like awesome thing to do at least like a couple of times in your life, like have a kitten.
1: Yeah. It's really fun. It's sometimes my girls freak out because the kitten will come like charging at them and then they scream and then the stress level in the house totally increases. <laughs> and I think, what have we done? But you know, this is another opportunity for us to practice staying calm as if we needed more, but yes. we're getting there. Yes. <laughs>
0: opportunities abound
1: yes yes (laughs) she's our little zen kitty master trying to teach us how to stay calm
0: (laughs) so awesome so today's topic is not kittens believe it or not But today's topic. So what we're going to do in this monthly segment with Carla is that we're going to like really come on and talk about some topical things. Things are going on in your life and my life and things are going on in the world, maybe some articles. So if you, the listener, if you want to send in some stuff for us to talk about, that's totally great, too. You can send it to Hunter at HunterYoga.com. But today we're going to talk about something that's driving me bananas. And uh, (laughs) we are going to be talking about my daughter's really annoying show and these sort of snarky, unkind comments that is leading her to make. But after, just want to let you know that the format is that we're going to talk about that. And then after that, Carla and I are going to each share our recent parenting wins and fails. (laughs) So we're just
1: keeping it real here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> parenting fails. What's that? I don't know what that is. I never have those. Never. No, not never. true.
0: Never. Not true. <laughs> All right. So, Carla, I haven't really told you much about this show except that it's driving me my, me
1: bananas. So, this is a show that. So is this your older daughter or your younger daughter, and this is a show she's watching? Is that the deal?
0: Yes, yes. So my older daughter's nine, and she's like, she was a super Harry Potter fan, first of all. This is good to know that she's like really into magic and really special things. Like she read Harry Potter seven times, the whole series. So whoa, she, she's very into it. And so she found this show where like on the outset, it's really cool. It's it's called, I'm going to call it out. It's called Lab Rats. And it's like, I think it's, it might be a Netflix original. I don't really know know but it's a show about these kids who are like bionic humans and um you know like she likes this idea of special powers and sure sure you know so on the on the outset it's like pretty cool but um so it's a show it's it's kind of like a disney-esque style show with like a real strong laugh track like every three seconds
1: and like <laughs> <laughs> so can we get one of those for the podcast we really need that the laugh track i know a podcast I would like that so everyone will know how hilarious we are. Oh, my
0: God. Okay, go ahead. I know. I have have (laughs) no fancy sound effects. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, If you know how to do fancy sound effects, let me know. But, um, yeah, okay, so the lab rats in this show, they are all, like, making these, like, they all make these like sort of super cool snarky comments to each other. Like they basically are like kind of unkind and insulting each other all the time. And, and then it gets a laugh track. And so it's like really funny, you know, and the problem is (laughs) like, this is not how we talk in my family. And so she doesn't see this example, but she sees this example in the show. And so we're getting a lot of these snarky, unkind comments like from her yeah. just in daily life and it's really frustrating because we, we just don't do that in our family it's driving me crazy so that's the story
1: can you give me an example of like the kind of snark you're getting from her okay um so yeah
0: and plus i think i should add that she's in a montessori classroom that has grades four five and six together so she this oh. first year she's been pushed into a uh, not push but she's like you know she's jumped ahead a grade from before she was with second and third graders and now she's with older kids so I'm sure there might be some middle school stuff going on there but um yeah so she'll be like she'll just have a lot of like uh Sarcasm and you know, like, like really, you couldn't see that that was there or whatever, you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's 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 testing my it's testing my
1: patience. <laughs>
0: That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think
1: about that as like verbal eye rolling. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Like the whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that now from my kids. Whatever. And so, do you have you guys talked about this? Like, what have you had conversations about? hey you're watching the show and now I'm seeing this in our family
0: yeah so we have we had a conversation with that so this all kind of came down to a head actually this weekend which is why I wanted to talk about it with you because um this weekend she just had a ton of these things and we we talked about it and so this was my response my response to her is this is like Maggie oh, child unnamed child <laughs> <laughs>
1: child we shall refer to with an m name The name of not first a <laughs>
0: named child um you know these when you say it when you talk to me in this way with this attitude it it makes me feel really sad and this is how it makes me feel and actually she had so many of these kind of mean attitude moments on saturday which i don't or sunday i think she must have been tired or something um that you know i really felt you know intensely sad about it and like I cried I was feeling really sad so I cried and um and you know it's interesting because she I I just felt like I just want to be real with her you know I just want to be honest about how this is making me feel and um and then yesterday she was super super nice so she was like wanted to snuggle and was like I love snuggling with mommy and I don't know so so maybe that was helpful. Do you have thoughts on these shows?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. So I, I relate to this on so many levels. Um, my favorite example is, you know, the girls wanted to watch uh, a new show. They wanted to watch a My Little Pony show. And so my general rule is I try to always watch the first episode of a show with them to get a feel for it if I don't know the show. And, uh, you know, that night I was busy and I had stuff going on. I was trying to make dinner or whatever. So I was like, yeah, yeah, go watch the show. Little did I know, or maybe it was Care Bears. I think it was My Little Pony, whatever. Like two seconds into the show, the animals transform into teenagers. Oh, And then the whole show (laughs) is them being snarky and awful at each other. And I was like, what just happened here? So I'm thinking happy little ponies doing whatever ponies do. And it turns out they're, they're, they're bitchy teenagers. Um, And so... I had a conversation with the girls and the Barbie show is pretty snarky. Also, there's this like Lego friends show that fortunately there's only six episodes, I think, but it it borders. Like I'm not a huge fan. There's definitely some of these like click dynamics and leader of the pack and girls being exclusionary. Um, and I'm, I'm aware that we have girls, so we're dealing with girl stuff. I would love to hear from some of our listeners if this comes up for the boys too. Um, But so the conversation we had, um, I actually learned, I was thinking a lot about my mindfulness training when I was talking to the girls about this, because I, I I was very clear with them. Like, look, let's notice how these characters in the show are treating each other. And the reason I don't want you to watch this show is because it's going to give you ideas about how to treat other people. And even though you may know, that this isn't really nice. And I know you guys are are girls who work hard to be kind to other people. All of a sudden, ways of being like ways of talking to people are going to be in your brain when they weren't there before. And I'm worried you're going to start talking that way, even when you don't really mean it. And so this goes back to, you know, one of these ideas in the mindfulness world that the more we practice something, the more likely Mm -hmm. we are to do it. And even just watching these shows, um, that's sort of practicing it. It's getting this language and these tones of voice and these ways of interacting in our brain. Now, you know, I don't think it's entirely horrible if the kids watch these shows because look, they're gonna live this soon enough. Like high middle school. Sad, oh my God, it's sad, coming, sad, it's coming. And, coming. <laughs> um, and so, you know, in some ways, having them observe it from the outside and being able to think critically about it. Mm is useful. And it would be great if every time they want to watch a snarky, obnoxious Disney style laugh track show, I could sit with them and we could pause it and be like, "Now let's think about what this girl just said to her friend. And would you really want to say that to a friend and how do you blah, blah, blah. But the reality is the whole reason I let them watch TV is so I can (laughs) do stuff, like get away from them or sit and stare at the wall or drink a cup of coffee or finish some work emails or whatever. And so This is something I'm struggling with. And so the way we're dealing with it now is they've actually gotten into reality shows. Don't worry. I'm not talking about like Real Housewives (laughs) of New Jersey, but we're watching – the Kids Baking Championship on Ooh, uh, I'm Network. totally writing
0: that one down. <laughs> yes.
1: And there's also a uh, Chopped Junior they like. And ironically, they got into this while we all had the stomach flu. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, they loved no. it. And then actually, oddly enough, we're watching Flip or Flop on, I think it's on HGTV. It's on one of those networks where, you know, these two, this married couple goes around and they, they buy houses and flip them, you know, totally renovate them Mm. and then try to sell them and make money. And the girls are really into watching these home renovation shows (laughs) and they're like, people really don't tend to be rude to each other in them. Um, so that's how I think it gives them the experience of feeling like they're not watching a baby show, like a Mm, cartoon, mm -hmm. but we're sort of bypassing the whole like what I think of is like the Miley Cyrus shows. And even though I never watched her show, I don't know what it was in my mind. That's the like epitome of teenager being obnoxious. So, yeah. um, but I try to be really explicit and clear with the girls. It's not just about, I don't want you seeing kids being rude to each other. It's that like, why do we need to bring this way of behaving into the world? Having said that, you know, you mentioned, I want to also talk about you cried Mm-hmm. crying in front of your kids is a powerful intervention because oh. they tend to freak out and then they're like, ah! and then they start being really nice. Um, <laughs> so sometimes that actually works pretty well, but you can't use it too often because then it loses its power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's great. I, I think I'm going to have to have a, a deeper comment with her, a conversation with her about this because yeah, we, we, our conversations have just thus been, um, you know, like in the moment where we're a little heated and she's like, what are you going to do? You're going to make me stop watching that show. And we're like, well, no, we're not going to force you to stop watching the show. Cause it's not like that bad. It's just, we just want you to be aware that this is how it's affecting you. And this is how you're kind of absorbing these things. And it's interesting in the, um, in the you know, mindfulness community of Tiknahan, they talk about the TV shows you take you take in, it's in the five mindfulness trainings. Like you just are careful of like the nutriments, right? That you take yes. into your mind. And and that's exactly what you were saying. It's like these are nutrients that we take into our mind and and they shape us. Um yeah. it, it is hard. It's hard because you want to, I don't know, like it. I want to give them you know I want to give her some power over this like I want to give her choice but at the same time I can I can see this effect um I know I know exactly what you're talking about by the way with the My Little Pony shows because my girl started My Little Pony for years and then weird like weird like teenager ponies that was that's totally strange I
1: I yeah it was really weird (laughs) I don't know um look I and I think that you know for parents out there who are thinking oh gosh i have to totally limit my kids screen time and blah blah i don't think so i think this is where again the mindfulness comes in like if your kids are interested in watching a show and you're okay with it let them watch it and then notice right mm-hmm. how do they respond after that show and then if they're old enough you can certainly i mean if they're young enough you just get to say no right like just stop just
2: mm-hmm. that's not
1: a good show we're not going to do that if if that's a problem or if they're older I think that's when you can help them bring them in and ask them to help you solve this problem. Like, Hey, here's what I'm noticing. When you watch this show, you then behave in this way. So help like, and it affects our whole family. What are we going to do about this? Cause I understand you want to watch this show, but I want a family where we're not all being snarky and rude to each other. So, Mm -hmm. and sometimes my kids are like, Oh, I'll just watch it and I won't be rude anymore. And I'll say, okay, let's give it a couple days and see how that works. And generally it, it doesn't work because they don't have a plan. And so then we have to revisit it. But I think this is a great time when, especially with a, a child who's nine years old, that's a great age when you can say, let's solve this problem together Yeah, and and see what she comes up with. I mean, sometimes like my, my six-year-old comes up with totally not helpful suggestions. It's really cute. She's super eager and earnest. And it's like, well, we could watch the show, but mommy could pause it every single time they say a bad word. And then we could fast forward through the bad word and then you could start it again. And I'm like, no, 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 really cute. not gonna. But I think enlisting your kid's help is, is might be a great place to start and see what she comes up with.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what we talk about in the mindful parenting course is like, these are, this is what I'm seeing. These are, this is what I need. I need a harmonious family. What do you need? How can we both? get our needs met let's let's work it out yes um yes Ugh. these tv shows why do people why do they make these shows like this it drives me bananas i
1: yeah i agree (laughs) i mean i don't i don't think that's how they think kids act but not every kid acts that way and even kids who do don't have to behave that way Uh, although having said that maybe they all do because i don't know a single person who had fun in middle school so i don't know Maybe every kid is school. I met someone recently who said
0: seventh grade was like the best, their favorite year. Oh, I think I know who was ever going to say it on the podcast. But um, yeah, and I was just like, I was totally aghast because that was the worst year of my life ever.
1: Was this person homeschooled or like brought up like in Hawaii? Maybe it's better in Hawaii. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Seventh grade is horrible for me.
0: Oh. Um, oh, But I think, you know,
1: it's also this is developmentally the age she's at. And I mean, my daughter, you know, is almost nine. So the idea of thinking her, you know, rushing headlong into tween world terrifies me, but that's exactly what's happening. And I'm definitely, and I think, you know, the kids are trying on at this age personalities and, Mm -hmm. you know, not only is, has your daughter who shall remain unnamed, uh, (laughs) not only is she watching the show, but she's been launched in with middle schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure she is, this dynamic is starting to happen in the classroom. Um, and so the, that probably is part of her interest in the show. And it's just part of life with, you know, tweens and teens. And so I think this is especially where it's incumbent upon us parents to figure out, you know, what is triggering us, you know, and why is it triggering it us? And is this as my friend Marjorie Ingle says, the hill we want to die on, you know, is this <laughs> worth? Because <like> <laughs> <laughs> there are so many hills. Is this
0: the hill we want to die on?
1: <laughs> so, you know, is this the fight you want to fight and is this the battle you want to pick or whatever, however the words go? But the point is, you know, it sounds like this is quite upsetting for you. So it is worth the conversation and the problem solving. But, you know, some families can handle the eye rolling and the whatevering and some families can't. And so I think figuring out what are the behaviors that are really upsetting you and worth getting into? And what are the behaviors that are upsetting you? And maybe it's our job as the parents in some of those cases to like figure out how we can stay calm so that it's not another battleground with our kid.
0: I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially
1: if you ever deal with any school system, which
0: you probably do. is called Understood Explains. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it, Understood Explains. So my husband's had hair thinning issues for years, for a long time. It's not something he'd love to have and he's done some things for it, but recently he started using Nutrafol and oh my gosh, we have actually seen quite a difference. Did you know that for women, hair thinning happens in approximately one in two women? And if you're among them, I want you to know that you're definitely not alone. It's normal, but it's not openly talked about and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. But you can join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding, like my honey. Physician-formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supplements support healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism, as they evolve throughout a woman's life. And while many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automated deliveries to ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code MINDFULPARENTING. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Parenting. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code mindful parenting. Yeah. Yeah. The eye rolling and the whatevers. It's like that whole message of our kids that they send us, which is they're giving us this message of, I, I don't care. You say this and I, I don't care, you know, and I, I that I think that's the thing that really gets to me the most is the message of I don't care. Um, I think that's probably what's been triggering me because, you know, I care very deeply. I care very deeply about her. I care very deeply about our relationship. And that whole I don't care message, I guess, is incredibly effective in that way. <laughs> you <know>? it's like. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. I get a- oh, dear. dear work on my own reactiveness to, to that, to that. I think I, maybe I'll, I'll do a little journaling on the, on the, I don't care message,
1: (laughs) but you know, I don't, I also don't think that means you have to stay perfectly calm in response to this. Like your daughter had the opportunity to see yesterday or Sunday that her behavior impacted you. Yeah. And that's a powerful message. And, you know, obviously we want to be skillful about it. And that's tricky. It feels like one giant experiment, but you know, there's a balance between, I mean, you don't want to be this perfectly stoic, calm mother that no matter what the kid does, you're not reacting. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But on the flip side, you don't want to be freaking out in scary ways every five (laughs) minutes. And yes, I have been there. So I'm not like that happens to all of us, but I think it's okay that, you know, she sees that she's a part of the family and that her behavior has an impact on other people. That's an important message. And so I don't I don't want listeners to come away and think that we're saying you have mm. to be like comms and blissed out mama mm-hmm. no matter what your kid does because that's not possible A and B there is value in your kids seeing that you have feelings and that their behavior impacts your feelings.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like I, I was thinking back to sort of like how would my how would I my uh in my own upbringing how would this have been dealt with and probably would have been dealt with like like uh, a lot of anger, right? If I was kind of being snarky and rude, there would be a lot of anger and a lot of like pushback um, and it would escalate in this sort of angry way. And I feel like, you know, it, as they talk, as we talked about, you know, anger is an iceberg emotion, right? It's, it's kind of at the tip of the iceberg and under the water and a lot of other things. And so I feel in a way like that was a win maybe to go to, to kind of transition into that is that I, was able to say, okay, first I was angry. And then I could see that underneath my anger was, I was really sad and hurt, you know? And I just feel like, um, that letting her see, allowing myself to be vulnerable enough to let her see that, yeah, I am hurt. And, and this is how your words affect me. I, I feel like that was a win because she, you know, it, I did have this moment of hurt. It was there. It wasn't like I'm going to push it away and hide it or add a layer on top of it. I'm just going to be real and say, yeah, that hurts me. And then and really, honestly, yesterday, uh, the snuggles were it, there oh, was really snuggles. like a, there was really a like, let's come back together kind of feeling coming from her, which I felt like was really it's hard. I think it's hard. I have to give her time to um to sort of absorb everything. And, and so there there was a coming back together. There was a definitely a repair initiated by my child. So I thought that was really cool.
1: That is really cool. And I would like to point out that on the Mindful Mama podcast, <laughs> we talk about parents falling apart and losing a little bit in their kids in front of their kids as a win, because that can <laughs> be a win. And I think we're raised, we're raising kids in a world where parents are supposed to feel like they're always supposed to be in control and on top of their game. And that's what it means to be a great parent. And I love that we're flipping that on its head and saying, there are times when being present and vulnerable for your child exactly as you are is a total parenting win. And I agree with you. Totally. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Thanks
0: for snaps of that. Underlining that. <laughs> You're snapping. the start with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, well I think we've taken down Lab Rats. Lab Rats creators if you're listening. <laughs> what steel people? <laughs> yeah, be kind. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So Let's transition to our sharing our parenting wins and fails for the week. So, uh, so I feel like I've, I've sort of shared my, my big thing, Carlo, how about you? What, what, uh, what wins do you have for the week or or Um, so?
1: So my, uh, parenting win, this actually happened this morning. It had nothing to do with me, but I'm going to take it as a win anyways. Uh, I was making lunch for my daughter and we had some falafel, you know, those little balls of yummy chickpea fried yumminess and we only had three left and I asked her how many she wanted in her lunch and she said I only want one because I want to make them last as long as possible
0: oh my god that's awesome I know
1: and in the (laughs) back of my mind I was thinking about the marshmallow test where you know this these very famous studies out of Stanford where they put the kids in a room with a marshmallow in front of them and said you know I have to leave if you can leave this marshmallow here and not eat it. When I come back, I will give you two marshmallows. This is a very simplified version. There were a lot more variations. And if you eat it now, you don't get another marshmallow. And uh, then they followed these kids for many years. And what they found is the kids who were able to delay gratification, leave that marshmallow sitting there and wait to get the second one, uh, seem to do better in life um, on a number of uh, metrics, um, including like success in their job and ability to deal with, difficult situations and so clearly my child is going to grow up to be a happily partnered hedge fund manager because she only wanted one falafel this morning uh, now having said that I am terrible at delayed gratification like I want everything and I want it right now so I don't think I can really take credit for this other than the fact that I birthed this child uh but I'm taking it as a win
0: that's awesome that's awesome yeah. the marshmallow test is hilarious have you ever um have you ever seen oh, videos of that the videos like, are the- amazing
1: <laughs> The kids are like <laughs> thinking out and twitching, They're squirming. And yeah, it's great. It's great. The, the book about it um, is actually a great book. There's a you know a book about the whole thing, and the audio version is read by Alan Alda of Mash fame, who has in my mind the most calming, soothing voice oh, ever. So yeah. if you if you want to listen to the audio version, it explains all the different different variations of the marshmallow test and and how they understand what was going on, and it's actually quite interesting if you're a you know child development nerd.
0: Wow. Which I may be, so. wow. 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 Yeah. Cool. Alan Alda, I, w- I would love to see that. Yeah. I loved like seeing those marshmallow videos of oh, yeah. those little kids. They're like putting their fingers in their mouth <laughs> just they're like really cute. drooling over this marshmallow. Oh my God. That's awesome. Wow. Really wow. That's yeah. great. Go yeah. Carlos. I'm named child for um, yes. resisting the, the marshmallow or the falafel. Wow.
1: Good job, kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. So I think my win was um, in we had you know so older older child was having some snarky moments this weekend, and younger child though was uh, who's my daughter who's six. She was she had she was using her iMessages. That's my I win. See. She was saying when you say this, I feel this. And it was so awesome. She was good just telling child. her older sister, she said, when you say this this way, I feel this way. And and she was just, she was aware of her feelings. She was expressing her feelings. She wasn't using a you message at all. She was just saying, this is what you, when you do this, it makes me feel this. And I was just like, oh, oh, good Rock job. On.
2: Good Rock job,
0: on, kiddo. child.
2: Yeah. That is, that
1: is a major win.
0: Let us... Um. Have a new generation with without blame and shame, starting to take with
1: responsibility <laughs>
0: for their feelings and yeah, that would be
1: good. yay, um, yay! But Younger I, child, I, I think I need to share my fail. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yes. uh, done so done Saturday I went to the women's march in Boston, and Sunday Ooh. I was completely exhausted, like tapped out. And my husband was great. Um, he took the kids to a play in the afternoon, a little local, uh, you know, kids play, and even so the times that I was with the girls, I took them to swim lessons and then we were kind of hanging out home. I I had nothing to give them. And I, I checked out in front of a screen. Like, honestly, I put my computer in my lap and told them to go play. And then I was staring at my phone and I, I think the fail was not that I was exhausted. Um, and not that I didn't want to hang out with them because that's life. That's normal. And we can't call that a parenting fail because you don't have to be on all the time. It was that I didn't tell them what was going on. And Mm. I try really hard to say, you know what guys, my body is really sore. My head hurts. I'm exhausted. I don't feel like I have a lot of energy to play with you right now. So this is what I'm going to do instead. And instead, all they saw was kind of mommy sit in front of a screen. And so I didn't do any explaining to them. And I think they were happy enough. Like they have a Playmobil set they got for Hanukkah. They're playing with the Playmobil set. It was fine. But, um, I didn't like the dynamic. And most importantly, I didn't like that. I wasn't transparent with them and I was actually pretty cranky with them. And I do try to say, Hey guys, the reason I'm cranky with you is because I'm so tired. And honestly, I think they would have said, Hey mommy, why don't you go take a nap? Which actually would have been (laughs) a much more skillful thing to do than stare at my phone. Um, and they are old enough now that they can play downstairs if I'm upstairs sleeping for half an hour. And so, uh, the fail is just that I totally didn't talk to them about what was going on for me. And I think that would have been a much better, um, way to handle my exhaustion on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Carla. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Your exhaustion was there. I, I hear you though. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Like we, if we only, we could just like, kind of communicate to our kids, like in some ways, like, like, like they were, uh, sometimes I think of it this way, like it, as if they were our little roommates that we were your living room. I think I heard yes. Dr. Shafali Sabari. I saw her speak one time and she said like, um, love your children. Yes. Um, but care about them less. This is a little tangent from what you were going on, but like she said, yeah. love your children, but care about them less. And I thought, oh my God, that's is brilliant in a way because what she was saying is like kind of just like try not to be all in their business all the time and and give them a little space to be human beings yeah. on their own and and don't like hover over their every win and or fail and and all those things and so totally. and sometimes I think my translation of that into my own life is like let me let's and i've talked about this with my husband bill like we think like oh we we need to just kind of think of them as like little roommates who just happen to be really immature (laughs) (laughs) kind of
1: crazy (laughs) really
0: messy yeah (laughs) exactly
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: and then and then communicate with them thusly like hey guys i'm just feeling this or whatever
1: yeah. And I'm, I'm aware that, you know, they are totally clued into me and what I'm doing. Like they can pick up very quickly on my mood and what's going on. And I'm aware that they are like creating a narrative as we all do in their brains about what's happening, but because their brains are not fully formed yet and they're kids and they're immature, I think their narrative is more likely to be inaccurate than maybe a grown-ups, Although lots of grown ups have inaccurate narratives too. But anyways, the point is I, I try to describe for them what's going on so that they don't think oh, mommy's mad at us or, oh, mommy doesn't want to play with us or whatever. I mean, I want them to get that in that day, my exhaustion was not because they were wearing me out. Although sometimes that happens and I tell them that I'm like, guys, you are giving me a hard time today. You're wearing me out and I'm wiped out. I will say that to them, but I wanted them to know this is, this is my stuff right now. This is why I'm tired. Um, Cause it feels important for me to help them interpret the situation, but the outcome would have been the same. I didn't want to play with them. Like I didn't, I needed a break from parenting. So I just think I could have gone about it a little more skillfully which is okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's okay and yeah, you're totally allowed a break from parenting. It's it's such a it's, it's such a radical idea I think when our kids are like little um and they're sort of like just in our face all the time it's like if you have toddlers a listener if you have toddler and they're just and you, you know and we feel like sometimes especially women I think we feel like we're not we don't deserve this break. Like we don't, we can't have a break. Like, and, and it's just, it's wrong. You do, you can, you can have a break. You deserve a break. You can arrange your life to have breaks and, um, and you know, have, you know, if you can't afford a babysitter, do swaps, like get breaks for yourself. You absolutely need it. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, Yes. You're not, Amen. you're you're not meant to just do this 24, seven all the time and, and keep your sanity. (laughs) totally totally yes okay well i'm I, maybe i'm am i am i delaying my fail no Wait. possibly
1: you... <laughs> yeah what's your fail? We haven't talked... oh come on bring it on i'm margaret and i'm amy and together we host the podcast what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood
0: margaret i would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom correct
1: sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom <laughs>
0: Okay, so my fail is kind of appropriate, I guess, because I was talking about Maggie's show, or, damn, (laughs) (laughs) that child who must want to be named show, and, uh, and the snarky comments, because my fail is, uh, sarcasm coming out. Oh, yeah. I have a strong habit energy of sarcasm. There was a lot of sarcasm in my upbringing. Yeah. And, um, and boy, it comes out and it's just, it's just this way of, you know, a habit I have of kind of coping with situations is saying some kind of, sarcastic thing which isn't really helpful and it's actually you know we've had this conversation in our um house that sarcasm is not helpful and it's not really allowed and the good thing is is that we've had this conversation so my family will call me on it my husband will actually say sarcasm
1: (laughs) oh my gosh that would annoy me so much I'd be like shut (laughs) it which is not helpful (laughs) Oh, are you okay with him saying
0: that? Oh no, I totally am actually. Yeah. You I, are
1: such a better person. I'm wow. Not. Oh, that's amazing. Good oh, you. Good on you. Good on your husband. I have to work on that. I,
0: I. So he, you know, he says sarcasm and I'm like, Oh, you're right. I was sarcastic in that moment and it's because I was feeling frustrated. And, um, yeah, it's just the, the sarcasm coming out. And I, I wish I could, um, you know, I will, uh, practice to be more mindful of the sarcasm before before it comes oh. out and just say hello to the sarcasm as a thought and breathe it out.
1: You know, that that is a tough one and I totally feel you because I um I won't lie. I love being sarcastic. I love being snarky. I was just talking to my husband about how we're thinking about doing this family camp with our daughters this summer and I was like I don't want to do field activities with my kids. I want my kids to do field activities. And I'm going to stand on the sideline with my friends and be snarky. Like that is my (laughs) actual plan in life. And, um, I, but you're right. Like, it's a thing I definitely need to work on, but it's, I'm, I'm very ambivalent about it because I like hanging out with snarky people. Like I don't, as an adult, the friends that I really enjoy spending time with are kind of sarcastic and snarky and not super earnest. And I'm not saying Mm. unkind, like I don't want it. There's a way to be snarky, I think, without being unkind. Um, and I think it all depends on the context and the relationship and the understanding of the other person. And certainly I get myself in trouble sometimes, absolutely like foot in mouth. Yep. Happens. Um, but I, I am not wholeheartedly at a place where I'm like, gotta ditch the snark. And Mm. so this is a great thing to think about is, you know, what is, what are the behaviors I want to see in my daughters? And there are times when they say something kind of sarcastic and the timing is great and it's funny and nobody's offended. And I laugh,
2: mm-hmm. I do.
1: And so it's like, how do we, mm. how do we walk that line? Because I am also deeply committed to being kind to each other. And the the snarkiness and the sarcasm can very quickly jump that line into unkindness. And I don't want that at all. And I really don't want them going to school and pulling that stuff on their friends. So I I am a total mess in this department, apparently. I need to think about
0: it. Like, I don't know what to do. Well, I think so. this is, like, the theme of the episode, right? Because, like, they're, like, in that TV show, right? Like, the snarkiness is supposed to be funny because it's a really big laugh track. But, like, um, but I'm totally with you, too, actually, yes. Carla. Like, I don't want, like, complete earnestness all the time like that can be a little exhausting too yeah you know (laughs)
2: there is a
0: place for some like well-placed sarcasm and snark when it's funny and it's not it's not unkind so yeah how do we do humor without being unkind this is um yeah I don't know I think um I think uh Louis CK does a lot of like humor that's pretty actually like not unkind
1: so the, the way I often approach it, and I do, I am a big fan of Louis C.K., and if you haven't seen his video on some nighttime show about cell phones and why he oh. doesn't have one of his kids, like, go Google that. That's yes. my favorite, like, comedian talking about what is actually mindfulness, even though he doesn't use that word. I yes. love it. Having said that, the way it often comes out for me is self-deprecation. Um and kind of making fun of myself, being snarky about myself, which I am very comfortable about. And it it makes other people laugh and it makes me laugh and it helps us feel connected. But um, the self-deprecation doesn't work for everybody. And it's it's a humorous coping skill for me that I like. Um, but I realize again, it's not it's not gonna work for every person.
0: Yeah, and, and it doesn't work if you actually don't feel like worthy yeah. in your own skin, you know, or yes. you're having some issues with that, which many, many, many people do, and yes. and so you're right. So don't don't go that route if you are not feeling like, um, you know, a hundred percent great yeah. in your skin. Um, yeah. Well, this, this this is an interesting question that I don't think we're going to be able to answer. But I mean, how do we walk that line? That's a good question.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Okay. And if, if listeners have ideas, is there a way they can share their thoughts on this? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, um, we are, since we're in the process of sort of shifting over, we will have, uh, the mindful dot is where you're going to be able to get the show notes for this. And you can always email me at hunter at hunteryoga.com or, um, and I'll pass it along to Carla. I'm not sure we hadn't talked about that. If you want to share your email or not, so you can think about that. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, people can email me. The easiest way is to just go to my website, carlanomberg.com, and you can see how to spell my obnoxious name on Hunter's website. Okay.
0: Yes. So. Um, so yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna gather up everything at mindfulmamapodcast.com. dot com. Well. Thank you, Carla. So I think I'm going to, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Um, I, I'm so grateful that you are coming on to talk with me every month. This is so cool. You rock. The
1: pleasure is all mine. I love these
0: conversations. I
1: hope our listeners love it too.
0: Oh yeah, Um, you can find, if you're interested in checking out me and Carla together, you can find us, uh, we'll be holding a retreat at the Copper Beach Center Institute in Stanford, Connecticut, and it's... West Hartford, West Hartford, Connecticut. sorry, don't. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks oh. Carla. Um, it starts on March 31st and it goes in through April 2nd and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful weekend of mindfulness and discussion and yoga and uh, a, just a retreat to get away from it all to fill your cups so you can go back and be more present for your kids, which is what it's all, you know, I mean, it's Super like, fun. it'll be great. It'll be, um, it'll be really great. So um, yeah. I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to the Mindful Mama podcast. Uh, We talked, obviously, about uh, lots of snark this week. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And if you have any questions, you can email me. We have the Copper Beach event. And... um, I want to send out a thank you to William Fields for the music. And if you liked this episode, this is our first Carla and Hunter episode. So if you liked it, please let me know. I would love to get your feedback if you want more of this. Um, And I want to thank, did I thank William Fields for the music? You You did. Okay. But you thank him again because you are married to him. So that will go well. (laughs) That will go over well. Yes. Thank him him one more time, just to be sure. (laughs) And, um, And that's it. Have a great week, everyone. Namaste.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life. A podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.